Welcome to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Sager, founder and CEO of Legalpreneur Inc. As a serial entrepreneur and someone that works exclusively with small business owners legally protecting their business, I'm dedicated to covering common legal issues faced by business owners, providing you with the business knowledge you need to catapult your business's growth and showing you just how some of the world's most elite entrepreneurs have handled these legal and business issues themselves. In true attorney fashion, the information in this episode is not legal advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your attorney before implementing any of the information in the show. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Legalpreneur Podcast. I have a very special guest today that I'm super excited about, Molly McGrath. She specifically helps with law firms for hiring. But everything she teaches is extremely applicable to any business. So I'm really excited to have her today. Molly, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited for this episode. Yes, me too. Okay, let's get started. Tell everybody the rundown about you, where you've been, how did you get to where you are today? Oh, oh gosh. Uh, So... I started my own business in 2008, not the ideal time to be starting a business <laughs> at, at all, <laughs> And but it was not necessarily intentional. It wasn't like, okay, great, I'm going to go hang my own shingle, what have you. I started out as an employee, um, and I really am very, very grateful for that because I have the perspective of sitting in the employee suite seat as well as an entrepreneur And I'm very, very passionate about bringing them both on the same playing field and speaking the same language. So I started out in a national organization in Denver. I live in Colorado. Um, Back in 1997, answered an ad in the paper when people still went to the classifieds and uh, found a position and marched into an office in downtown Denver, brought my resume, and I got a job for a national organization for very specific estate planning and elder law attorneys. I knew nothing about attorneys. Thankfully, (laughs) at the age of 27, I had never interacted with an attorney. And um, all I knew is that they're very successful. We are all taught, what do you do? You get out of school and you become a doctor or a lawyer. That's it. At least, you know, I'm 51 years old now, and that's what I was taught. And very highly and top intellect, what have you. And so very intimidated by attorneys and this organization would have legal conferences every 90 days across the country. I um, went there and I was assigned to be truly an administrative assistant. Um, That's where I started out my career, you know, um, glorified receptionist, I guess you could say I was, you know, the catch all my, my desk was a dumping ground for everything that nobody else wanted to do. And I gladly did it. And I loved it, and I learned so much. But I go to these national conferences, which was really my first exposure of, of going into conferences and what have you. Prior, I worked into a city government in City Hall in Buffalo, New York. So I had very little world travel or um, exposure with attorneys in this highly intellect breathing ground. And they brought in national coach. And back in 97, coaching was not a street term. Many people yeah. <laughs> did not invest in coaching. And it was an attorney who also had exposure to Tony Robbins training, um, Landmark Education, S, all these different strategic coach. 
coaching, I'm like, whoa, this is a new world that I knew nothing about. And from that very first event, I my mind was just blown open in regards to this whole thing around coaching and mindset and belief systems and all that. And it's fascinating because during the breakout sessions and between the breaks, we'd have coffee breaks, lunch breaks, cocktail parties, what have you, uh, go and interact with the clients. That was what we had to do as employees. And you'd speak to the attorneys and be very intimidating, but they would, you'd hear them speak about just how much pain they were in about employees, hiring, firing, training. Nobody wants, cares as much as I do. I work so hard to write everyone else's paycheck when I don't even get a guaranteed paycheck. All the things that we all know, and I now have such a deep appreciation for as a business owner. And um, it was just fascinating. I'm like, wow. You know, they were just very vulnerable. And, you know, their pains were business would be great, but for the employees, you know, it's hard to find people. It's hard to keep people. It's, you know, what have you. Then I would move to the other side of the cocktail table and there's the employees because this organization really encouraged personal and professional development for employees, which is fantastic. And the employees would be saying, my job would be great, but for my employer, they're a control freak. They don't trust anyone. They don't give up any work. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Like they both, the the perspective over here is the, the employer is nobody cares. And then the employee saying the business owner, I care more about the business than the business owner. I'm like, they both want the same thing, but they're not speaking the same language. They're not even, they're, they're just too, they're totally missing the mark here. And that's, that is the blind spot that's occurring. So from there... I really got deeply curious, went to my boss at the time and said, we need a coaching program for these employees. They really need this because there's a massive disconnect here. Mm -hmm. And that was, he's like, well, great. You do it. You design it. I don't (laughs) have time for it. I don't know what the hell I teach them. You do it. So that was the start of my career. That's awesome. That's so exciting. So I love when bosses, quote unquote bosses, give the power to the employees like you were at the time to say, hey, run with it. And then you as the intrapreneur, who I also I love those roles as well. You sounds like you took it and ran with it. And that's so exciting to know that there was trust from the employer. And you were somebody that was like, yeah, I'm a go-getter. Like, I'm going to do this. Like, that is incredible. Well, I wish it was like that a little bit because actually he's like, great, you do it. And I'm like, what? And he's like, well, (laughs) be careful what you wish for. Go do it. I'll give you the money. I'll give you the reason. I'm like, I don't know what to do though. And he's like, figure it out. And I love your boss. (laughs) That old boss. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. That's awesome. I that, I feel like your old boss was is a lot how I am. I when we're hiring now, we, that's what we look for is people who can figure things out. Especially being a startup now, it's like I can't sit here and I can't sit here and figure it all out. That's why we're in startup mode. Like we're all figuring it out together. <laughs> but a couple of things that really stood out to me. Number one, how, first, how did you end up in Denver? 
Because you said you were in Buffalo and then you were ended up in Denver. How did that happen? So I write about this in my first book, Don't Be a Yes Chick, and kind of give my backstory in there. But I grew up Irish Catholic, one middle child, classic middle child of six. <laughs> and I um and nobody left my town. I have 36 mm-hmm. first cousins. Wow. Um, you know, nobody left home. Wow. And I had my um, dad owned an Irish tavern. I had a really cushy, safe paycheck at um, working in government, um, working classic nine to five, not a minute before, not a minute after, and retirement plan, all that stuff at tender age of 26. And um, I had a girlfriend who was living in Denver. My dad just bought his tavern to for his retirement and he said to my sisters and I, made my money. My goal was in now in seven years. I'm in now. You guys can take over the business. And we're like, we don't want to work in a bar or restaurant. <laughs> we don't want to own that. This We've been working in here for seven years. It's mm-hmm. a, too much work. Yep. Too much headache. So we end up selling it to other employees. And, um, you know, I, my, I had a friend who lived in Denver. And I was at that age where I felt as Brene Brown talks about the rumbling. And I was like, there needs to be something more. I had a boyfriend from 15 to 26 that I was on again and off again with. And something just was like, something's got to change. Yes. have to. And I was just feeling myself going into this depression. Mm -hmm. You know, we sold my family business. I'm getting up every day, going to city hall and, and, you know, in this horrible relationship. And thankfully, Mm -hmm. I had an amazing father who Mm. called my best friend in Denver. And my dad did not want any of his children to leave home, the hometown. And he said, get her out of here. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps right now. Oh, my gosh. That is so sweet. Oh my gosh. You have an amazing father. Yes. My dad has always been my biggest supporter. Um, no matter what crazy ideas I have, he's always been my biggest supporter. Um, okay. Well that's, that's a great, uh, that was a great answer. I would like, I didn't expect that, <laughs> but no, I was just curious cause I, you said Denver and then you were in Buffalo. So that's a great way to, see more of the world and have more experiences. Cause I know so many people that would just stay stuck. They would either stay in the relationship or they would stay in the same town and they don't follow the rumbling. And I think especially as women nowadays, it's so important to follow that rumbling because we know, we know that there's more out there. There is more to do. There's more to see, but we're just held back for so long. And now like you just got to follow it. And for you, like that was so long ago before I feel like before all this education, more that more of this education was out there and you just did it. So kudos to you. That's amazing. So, you know, yeah, I want to say something about, you know, women being held back and all that. When you said that, I just like was having all these flashbacks and it's like realizing it's us, like our fear and our conditioning and all that, that hold us back. Because even when my dad did that, and then my girlfriend flew to back to New York, she's like, we're going on a road trip. And we took a six-week road trip. 
and I was shaking in my boots leaving. I still was not convinced. I definitely was not following the rumbling. But I remember we like left New York and we stopped at Cleveland and we had this whole awesome. And I said, I can't do this. I can't do this. Drop me off at the Cleveland airport. You keep my car. Like I need to go home. I can't do this. And my friend said to me, treat it like a vacation. When we get to Denver in six weeks, you can absolutely go back. You can hop on a plane there, but we already have a six-week trip planned out, so let's just go have fun and treat it like a vacation. And that piece of advice, and I write about that story in my book, my first book, because that's how I have attacked every single thing since that day. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't want to miss making that point because it just kind of jarred me that like one small step at a time, just chunk it Mm -hmm. out. And that's what helped me get to this journey of, I can't think about five years from now. I can't think about I'm moving to Denver and I'm Mm -hmm. leaving the nest and I'm leaving my family. And what if, what if, what if, no, like when the woman intuition and when we feel that rumbling, just put one foot in front of the other and just treat it like a vacation. Like I'm just going on a little journey, a little field trip to see how this feels. Oh my gosh. Like I'm in, like, I'm so teary eyed. I have goosebumps. And so I'll share this. I didn't plan on talking about, plan on talking about this, but I, um, I I don't know how much you know about me, but I actually, I've been going through a divorce for the past year and a half. Uh, well, I left a year and a half ago and it hasn't been like a very contentious divorce, but it's still, I'm just like, I can't wait for this to be over with. Well, this morning I actually found out that I am officially divorced And I like you talking about this. I'm just like, this is bringing up so much, like so many emotions and feelings that I went through, like leaving my marriage. And even like when I left home to go to college, I'm like, oh my God, like I know exactly how she feels. And so I'm so glad that we're talking about this because it, it, I I don't ever like to badmouth my ex at all because it's like, it wasn't just him. It wasn't just me. Like we just were not, each other's person. But I, what I've realized over the past year and a half is that we're, we just, no matter how much we love or loved each other, which I'm sure is this same or similar situation with your ex is no matter how much love there was, love isn't always enough. And you, I didn't realize how much I was being held back and not that he was consciously holding me back. He wasn't consciously saying, oh, sometimes he did, but he wasn't saying, (laughs) hey, you can't do this, you can't do that. But it was a lot of psychological mind games and just a lot of subconscious blocks that were holding me back personally, business-wise. And now, even this morning when I found out, I was just like, (sighs) like a load has been lifted off. And today my energy has seriously just been through the roof. And I just, I'm just like, okay, like now it's like, uh, there's even more, like even less things holding me back. So Mm, I know. Congratulations. And thank you you for sharing that. Thank you. Wait till you see, cause I went through that process (laughs) nine years ago and I tell you, boy, oh boy, it was I'm not even the same person, not even the mm-hmm. same person that I was even six months ago. And I think yeah. going through just such a dismantling process, like a divorce yeah. or breaking up of a business partner. The year I got divorced, my dad died <gasps> in June. Oh, no. oh, I got no. divorced in August. 
My mom died the following February, eight months later, and then I got out of a 16-year business partnership with a massive narcissist in April. Oh, my god! Nine months I went through all that. Oh, my gosh. And people are are like, oh, I'm like, oh, no. I say, thank you, universe, for throwing me in the deep end of the pool. I got it all done in nine months. Now, I got the, the... it, whether I chose it, not chose it, what have you, I went through all that in nine months and it really, truly took me five years to fully get on the other side. I remember my therapist said to me once, when you make a big decision or a transition, here's the, here, here's the timeline, five minutes, five weeks, five months, five years. After five years, it becomes a piece of data and history that it no longer has any type of emotional charge. Wow. Wow. And I love it. And one thing I'll say for anyone listening that's going through a transition, whether you're doing a side hustle, you're starting your own business, you're thinking about doing a business, or you're ripping off the mandate and you know leaving one thing, going to another. The best book in the world that got me through this was called Transitions by William Bridges. Writing and he talks down. in that book about the neutral zone. When you're leaving one thing and you're going to somewhere, how most people want to skip over the neutral zone, which that's the power of the pause. Because mm. in the power of the pause is where all the good stuff happens when you allow for it versus like, hurry up, take me out of this pain, make this happen, get me to a place of certainty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that book. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that we are having this deep conversation. I, (laughs) oh my gosh, this is like exactly what I needed today. So let's transition a little bit and get into more of what you're doing today. So I would love to hear more about what you have going on and exactly how you help attorneys and other business owners. Yes. So as you said in the beginning, um, my company is hiring and empowering. By and large, um, I'd say about 60% of my business is um, recruiting and staffing. We do flappy retained search with a 90-day onboarding process for that set everybody up for success, the employer and the new employee, candidate, managers, leaders, trainers. The other side of my business, and I'm really, really passionate about, so for 26 years, since I had that exposure to extraordinary mentor and coach, I've been doing one-on-one coaching. Well, now I'm really, really wanting to impact and leverage and reach more people. So I'm moving more into a group coaching model versus one-on-one, which is scary when it's your bread and butter and that's all you've done is one-on-one um, learning to say no. And as my coach consistently tells me, no is a complete sentence. And she always says to me, it's not what you say yes to, it's what you say no to that opens up the doors for what's next for you. So you have to trust. So I've been working with that over the past year or so, of really saying, no, I'm not doing one-on-one coaching and then referring it out to my um, amazing colleagues that I have in many different wonderful, wonderful coaches. And so I really am going kind of full circle back to what I'm really passionate about, which is employees. 
and giving them the space and grace and training and coaching and everything they need to truly become entrepreneurs in entrepreneurs world. Because, and I have, so I'm, I'm relaunching. I had a team empowerment Academy that I had for a long, long time. It's really interesting, you know, pandemic hit social media, viral visibility, the digital world opens up and everybody started using this term empowerment and there was many different, you know, cloudy versions of it. And it's interesting because I started hearing from business owners, well, why the heck would I want an empowered employee that's going to consistently march into my office and ask for a raise or tell me that's not my job or think they're in the driver's seat of all this? And I got deeply curious about, like, I'm like, it's a fair perspective and statement. Totally get it. Like, Absolutely. I'm sitting in that seat and what have you. And, um, you know, there were some people that went through the program that that was what they felt like the intention was. So I really started working on getting very clear and concise with my naming convention. And so right now I'm relaunching the program and it's titled the Law Firm Admin Bootcamp. And it is 100% just for admin team. There, in my experience, I've been searching high and low, and there's no place for administrative assistants or, you know, receptionists, client service coordinator, marketing coordinators, what have you, to go to get to learn what it means to support an entrepreneur, to truly become an entrepreneur in an entrepreneur's world. There's places for HR, C-level mm-hmm. Uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, there's no shortage of coaching and mastermind programs for us. Mm-hmm. But it's the people, you know, that are answering your phones, doing your yep. intake, managing all the, for lack of a better term, the grunt work. Yeah. And there's no place for them to really, truly, fully, wholly get in their bones and own their position and to consistently create value. Right. And because, from my opinion, they're the most important position in any business because if they're not doing an extraordinary job with answering your phones or emails or whatever they're doing to triage and to support the business owner, that's the director of first impressions. It's the very first experience your existing and prospective clients have connection with. And we all know we call many businesses, we interact with many businesses And you are making an informed decision in 20 Mm -hmm. seconds, whether it's conscious or subconscious. So I'm very passionate and I'm writing a book right now. Congrats. And my clients gave me the name of it, which is called Fix My Employees. Ooh, I like that. Yes. However, in parentheses, it has ER, Fix My Employer. Oh, yes. So oh, it's a book such a for good name. both of them to have, you know, a rule book mm-hmm. for both the employee and employer. Because in my experience, there's all these business books out there for business owners. And then mm-hmm. the business owners go to these conferences or they're on these online groups. They find these books and they bring them back and give them to their employee. And the way it lands is read this book so mm-hmm. you can be fixed. Yeah. Right? I, yes, that is 100% accurate. So do you have a release date for that book? 
No, not I, yet. Not yet. It's no, coming. my goal, my goal, my goal, my goal is July first. So I'm nice. working with my editor right now. I'm going to San Diego in two weeks for a whole week, where I'm and going, putting myself in a quarantine box and going to um, a, 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 a book writing camp with my editor and my book coach. So nice. my goal is I walk out there and I have just gotten all of it on paper i have all the chapter outlines and everything it's just really just fine-tuning it yeah i love that that's that's amazing i'm so excited for you and definitely let me know when that book's coming out because i'm I happy will. to promote that i want to read it i i'm on a huge book kick right now uh so i i just wrote down the transitions book so and i'll definitely add your book to you it will as love well. it especially where you're sitting right now Yes, I, I've been reading a lot of different books. Um, I mean, about literally about everything. Um, but the best book I've read literally in the past like week is Dear Lover by David Data. Have you read that? No, I'm oh, gonna write that down. Yes. It is it's it's written in a like pretty much like a series of letters and it's just talking about how like how to attract and how to call in that really that dreamy, like true passionate relationship that, I mean, I, I know what I dream of. And he talks about applying everything that he teaches in the book to whether you're single or if you're in a relationship. So if you're in a relationship, like even how to further deepen that connection and how to have a better relationship, like it's a great book. Yes. Oh, I yes. can't wait. I'm yes. getting on a plane tomorrow, <laughs> going to Arizona for the weekend and sitting at a pool, and truly, this morning, I had all my books out. I'm like, I don't want to take any of these. So that I'm going to take. Maybe we do an episode of how, you know, being single, because I'm single too. Yes. And when you're an entrepreneur, and you're a powerful, oh. badass woman, <laughs> and you are like, it is so difficult. I don't know if you've been dating, but holy oh, smokes. Man. I've got stories. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's been fun. I can say that. <laughs> well, Molly, this has been so much fun and I am so grateful that I've had you on the podcast today. And please tell everybody where can they find that law firm admin bootcamp? Where can they find out more about you? How can they get in touch with you? Yeah, sure. The easiest way is our website, uh, hiringandempowering.com. Just hopped in. Every Tuesday, we drop a, a podcast. We've been podcasting for three years now. Just recorded, nice. I think, my 165th episode. And always just talking about communication and what it means to be an entrepreneur, solopreneur, entrepreneur, what have you. Very passionate about it. We drop blog every Thursday and if you get on our list, um, we can you'll know when the book comes out and when the course is launched. Amazing. Thank you so much. And you guys, we will, of course, link everything in the show notes. So make sure to go check out Molly and everything she's got going on. Thank you. Here at Legalpreneur, we're committed to providing a supportive legal community for all business owners. I know how scary the legal stuff can be. If you found this information helpful, I would be so grateful if you could share it with a fellow business owner. And quite frankly, it doesn't cost anything to rate, review, or subscribe to the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners, which allows me to support more business owners in their entrepreneurial journey. Have any questions or comments about the show? feel free to drop me a line on Instagram. I promise I read all of the messages and comments. 
And if you want to be a guest on the show or know someone that would make a great guest, simply fill out our application form and a team member will reach out if we think it's a good fit. I'll see you in the next episode.